From inside the pages of the WWF magazine, here's Update. Hello everyone, Gorilla Monsoon here for Update, brought to you this week by Poster 6. Now get this, you get eight big posters of your favorite WWF superstars, including guys like Yokozuna, The Undertaker, Steiner Brothers. And it's all available on newsstands right now. Who can believe what's going on right now here in the World Wrestling Federation? And it's all happening, the biggest part of it anyway, on Monday Night Raw, this past Monday night, will go down in the annals and be remembered as the night of upsets. Shawn Michaels loses his Intercontinental title after Marty Jannetty comes out of the stands to challenge his former tag team partner, and Shawn Michaels' cockiness got the better of him this time. Then how about this kid who comes out of nowhere and gets a victory over the very highly touted Razor Ramon? This kid, number one, had no business even being in the same ring with Razor Ramon. Just take a look at his track record, and it certainly leaves a lot to be desired. In fact, let's go back a couple of weeks on Monday Night Raw and see this youngster as he gets his clock cleaned. Look at this! Break the clock! Look at this, look at this, look at this! Putting a submission hole on a kid! And the kid wastes no time in surrendering. Then the following week, the kid didn't fare much better. Whoa, boy, did you corner. see that? Wow. Definitely got his old wrecking crew going. Maybe a dynasty in the WWF. This match has been all Mr. Hughes thus far. Look at the elevation. Forget about it. After two humiliating defeats this past Monday night, this youngster stepped into the ring and pulled an upset of all time in defeating Razor Ramon. And boy, is Razor upset about this one. Call him the lucky kid, call him the upset kid, call him whatever you like, but in the record book, it states this kid defeated Razor Ramon. And believe me, folks, Razor really bent out of shape about the whole situation. And he told me personally that next week on Raw, a very special announcement coming from Razor Ramon. It'll be a blockbuster. You can bet on it. And we'll bring it all to you right here on Update. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everyone to Acceptable in the 90s. Big Meaty Cool is back off his holly bobs and we are back on the wrestling tip this week as we look at what was happening over in Titan Towers while WCW were celebrating their first slamboree. But before we do that, let's open another tinny and go to Big Meaty Cool's Craft Beer Review. And I've got a real treat this week, folks, and I can smell it from way over here. It is a Northern Monk Rocket Lolly IPA. And I can tell you it definitely smells like a Rocket Lolly. As Rob and Dan always like me to say, it keeps its head really well. It's incredibly hazy, a good bit of carbonation. But enough of what it smells and looks like, what does it taste like? So folks, let the BPMs take over your very soul as I find out for us. Ooh, I'm gonna have another mouthful of this actually. Ooh, 
Well, what more can I say? That tastes just like a rocket lolly. And at the time of recording, it is absolutely baking as flip out here. So this is going down very well. Hopefully not too well though. This is 4.7% and I want to enjoy this for taste alone. So I will not be desperately drinking this down while I finish this recording. Um, but yeah, this is nice. I picked this up in one of the bigger Sainsbury's stores, so it's not in your locals, I don't think, unless yours is a bit more continental than mine. Uh, but do please hunt this out, it's lovely, yeah? especially if you do like strawberry, orange and pineapple, because this is absolutely full of it. And I will be enjoying that for the duration of this show. And show number one on our docket is the May 22nd edition of WWF Superstars, which, of course, happened on Saturday! The May 22nd episode of WWF Superstars emanated from the Worcester Centrum in Worcester, Massachusetts and was recorded on May the 4th, 1993. In action from the show, Billy and Bart Ass, the Smoking Asses, made their Superstars debut in style, defeating Chris Duffy and Dwayne Gill in 3 minutes and 4 seconds with the backdrop piledriver combo. This was another good match for the Guns following a decent turnout on the last episode of Raw and that dreadful debut match on Mania. Billy Ass decided post-match to just hit Dwayne Gill with a lariat for no reason though, which was a tad shitty. You will have heard Gorilla Monsoon's WWF update at the start of this episode, serving as a recap of the previous episode of Raw, including the excellent Sean Waltman Kid Saga. Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Jerry Seavey with a diving headbutt in 2 minutes and 25 seconds. Commentary spent most of the time plugging Jerry Lawler's King's Court segment, due to debut on Wrestling Challenge. Crush vs Shawn Michaels ended in a double countout in a King of the Ring 1993 qualifying match. As a result, neither man qualified for the tournament. Because you see, only Doink the Clown and Mr Perfect are allowed an infinite number of attempts. These two have great chemistry though, and I wouldn't shed a tear if we got another match from these two. I mean, I wouldn't shed a tear over wrestling anyway, it's, it's silly nonsense. But these two men would continue to scrap after the bell, including the visual of Michaels being locked in the dreaded head vice. We next get a double debut as Adam Baum, with Johnny Polo, defeated Bert Santino in 2 minutes and 41 seconds with the powerbomb. Johnny Polo is the former Scotty Flamingo from WCW, who had mysteriously disappeared from programming before Super Brawl. It seems odd that he's a manager here rather than a worker, but hey-ho. And Adam Bomb is Brian Clark, a worker mostly known at the time for his time in Jim Cornette's Smoky Mountain Wrestling as the Night Stalker. He certainly looks impressive against the doughy no-hopers of the job squad. Jim Duggan defeated the Brooklyn Brawler in 1 minute and 58 seconds in our main event with the three-point stance. Mean Gene also had plenty to plug on this week's King of the Ring report.
Here we go with your King of the Ring report. The World Wrestling Federation makes the move to America's heartland for the first ever King of the Ring. And it all happens in just three weeks, live from Dayton, Ohio, on Sunday, June 13th. Folks, you can see it exclusively on pay-per-view cable TV. Headlining this great one, a title defense in the main event for the World Wrestling Federation champion, the immortal Hulk Hogan, the challenger, Japanese superstar, 505-pound Yokozuna. Yokozuna, of course, is managed by Mr. Fuji. This past week, I spent time on location on Thunder in Paradise with the champion. Let's hear from Hulk Hogan. Okay, Jack Tunney, the king of the ring is one thing, but there's a problem you're gonna have to deal with after Dayton, Ohio, brother. What are you gonna do with Yokozuna's big, nasty, stinky, wart-infested carcass after I press him over my head and slam him through the mat? Well, you know, Jimmy and myself, we put our brains together and we came up with a real good idea. Don't call the city sanita sanitation department, brother. Don't go out and rent one of those double-wide U-Hauls. Just let Hulk Hogan straddle his FXR, the b-b-b-bad-to-the-bone bike, brother. And as I tie the noose around Yokozuna's neck, I'm going to drag him two or three times around the block in Dayton, Ohio, down the one-way streets. I'm going to show everybody in Tokyo, Japan, if there's any question in their mind. I'm going to show everybody in the hierarchy, in the Eiffel Tower, in the WWF, if there's any question in their mind. And if there are any people who are not Hulkamaniacs, any so-called non-believers, I'm going to prove right in Dayton, Ohio, that Hulkamania is going to live forever. The power in the Hulkster is felt through his little teeny Hulkamaniacs. The credo of training, saying your prayers, eating your vitamins, believing in yourself, and believing in me, Hulk Hogan, is immortal. It'll live forever. Long after I'm dead and gone, there'll be a little Hulkamaniac that'll have the WWF title. But for now, it's your time, Yokozuno, to feel the strongest power on the face of the earth, the power of the pythons, the power of Hulkamania. And what you gonna do when the Hulkster and all my maniacs run wild on you, Banzai? That man is exciting and charismatic. You can just feel it. Now, as I promised you, as part of the King of the Ring, a match that has just been added, get this, an eight-man tag with the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, Money Incorporated, teaming up with the Head Shrinkers. They will be meeting the combination of the Steiner Brothers and exciting newcomers, the Smoking Guns. Folks, from an eight-man tag to the eight finalists in the King of the Ring. Fans are really talking about this unusual and very unique one-night single elimination tournament. I gotta tell you, if the tournament is anything like the qualifying matches have been, well then, you had better get ready for a real barn burner. Brett the Hitman Hart is in. Razor Ramon is qualified. Hart and Ramon are going to be facing each other in the opening round of the King of the Ring. Right now, let's hear from the Hitman. You know, I can feel my confidence building, and it's a great feeling knowing that I'm the number one seed in the King of the Ring tournament. And I look forward to facing Razor Ramon in the first round, because I'm going to prove to everybody that I'm not a beaten man, that I'm going to go straight back up to the top, and I'm going to be the King of the Ring, because I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. I feel stronger, bigger, better, and just a little bit meaner. Here's two more superstars that have qualified. Bam Bam Bigelow and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. They'll also be meeting each other in opening round action. 
Plus, we know now that Lex Luger and Tatanka, both men coincidentally undefeated, will also meet in the opening round. That obviously leaves two final positions open for the King of the Ring tournament on a first-come, first-served basis. A potential qualifier was just eliminated when both Shawn Michaels and Crush were counted out earlier in the hour. This weekend on Wrestling Challenge, Kamala meets Mr. Hughes. And folks, hold on to your hats. Coming up this Monday night on Monday Night Raw, the rematch, the third time these two men have met in a month. Mr. Perfect going against Doink the Clown. Let's hear from Doink. <laughs> Mr. Perfect, it seems to me that you like to run from me for some strange reason, but this Monday night at Raw, for the qualifying match for the King of the Ring, there must be a winner. <laughs> that qualifying match is coming up this Monday night. Of course, it all leads to the first ever King of the Ring. Uh, hold on just a second. You've got to be kidding me. Folks, Johnny Polo. <laughs> hey, let's get back to the arena for action. So not a bad show really for a syndicated jobber fest. To be fair, sometimes the matches we get on Superstars are better than what's on Raw. And before we get to Raw, we need to take a look at all the happenings on this day in history on May the 24th, 1993. At the 46th Cannes Film Festival, Bao Wang Bai Ji, directed by Chen Kaje, and The Piano, directed by Jane Campion, were jointly awarded the Palm d'Or. Eritrea received independence from Ethiopia after a 30-year civil war. Kim Basinger files for bankruptcy to avoid paying a $7.4 million settlement stemming from her backing out of an agreement to star in the ill-fated film Boxing Helena as a woman whose limbs are amputated after a car accident by a demented surgeon and gets held captive in a box. Basinger had second thoughts and dropped out of the role. During her 1993 trial for breach of contract, Basinger revealed that she had concerns about the film after sharing it with a few people she admired in the entertainment industry. Basinger was found guilty of breach of contract with mainline pictures and they estimated a loss of $6.4 million in potential domestic and foreign sales due to Basinger dropping out. The actress was ordered to pay $7.4 million in damages. A Kurd rebellion kills 33 soldiers and 5 citizens in Turkey. In sports, at the NHL Prince of Wales Conference Final, the Montreal Canadiens beat the New York Islanders four games to one. In the pop charts, That's the Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson was at number one in the US, while in the UK, All That She Wants by Ace of Base was still in the top spot. Look out for a full version of that on the next Acceptable in the 90s playlist special. Meanwhile, at the box office, Sliver, a 1993 American erotic thriller based on the era living novel of the same name about the mysterious occurrences in a privately owned New York high-rise Sliver building, starring Sharon Stone, William Baldwin and Tom Berenger, opened at the US at number one, while in the UK, Indecent Proposal, starring Demi Moore and Woody Harrelson, started a three-week run at number one. The May 24th episode of WWF Monday Night Raw emanated from the Manhattan Center in New York City and was recorded on May the 17th, 1993. Your commentators for the night are Vince McMahon, 
the Macho Man Randy Savage and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Our first match will hopefully be third time lucky for one of these two competitors, as Doink the Clown and Mr Perfect Kurt Hennig compete for the right to qualify for the King of the Ring tournament. Doink crawls underneath the ring during his entrance, and then we cut to Lord Alfred Hayes live outside with Doink, who squirts Lord Alfred with a flower and then says it's all an illusion. We then go back to the arena where Doink crawls from back underneath the ring. The match starts with Doink attacking Perfect before the bell and then choking him out with his own towel. Perfect fights back and wins a slugfest before going to work on the leg. Doink bails and then we go to break and return with Perfect hammering away in the corner. Doink is able to toss Perfect outside and then comes out with a double axe handle and hobbles on the landing. Doink sends Perfect into the post and then takes him off of the apron with a forearm smash. The match heads back inside with Doink working the arm. Perfect reverses and goes back to the leg of Doink and has his shoulders on the mat before slapping him across the face when he breaks the count. Doink takes Perfect outside and beats the absolute crap out of him before heading back into the squared circle. Doink stays in control and uses a hammerlock slam for a two count right before commercial. The action returns with a slugfest and then Perfect hits an atomic drop and follows with a clothesline. Doink yanks Perfect into the corner, but Perfect comes back to clothesline Doink outside. Doink then crawls underneath the ring, and the second Doink comes out to act like he was the one who's been in the match, as Heenan plays this off as an illusion. Vince notes how this Doink has his full makeup, unlike the other Doink where the makeup was coming off, but this Doink ducks his head, and Perfect uses a Perfect Plex for the win in 15 minutes. After the match, the original Doink comes out and they both beat on Perfect until Crush runs out and makes the save. Finally, Doink's uppance has come. It's also funny to hear Heenan yell about how the wrong Doink was pinned and then gets called out for how he'd been saying this double Doink stuff was all an illusion. Perfect grabs the final spot in the tournament. 
in what was a very good TV match. the ring report here on raw hey what about that victory by mr perfect over doink the clown well at least one of the doinks that makes the qualifying complete and here then are the opening round matchups for the king of the ring number one seed bret hart meets razor ramon hacksaw jim duggan locks up with bam bam bigelow also in round one tatanka tangles with lex luger over the weekend, Mr. Hughes qualified, and he'll square off with Mr. Perfect in the first round of the King of the Ring tournament. Winners advance. Ultimately, one man will be crowned the King of the Ring. There'll be an actual coronation as part of this spectacular. Plus, the main event. It's Hulk Hogan in his very first defense since regaining the WWF title at WrestleMania 9. The challenger is the big man from Japan, 505 pound Yokozuna. Right now, let's hear from the Hulkster. You know something, Hulkamaniacs? It's great to be back here in New York City on Monday Night Raw, where Hulk Hogan rules five times WWF champion. You know, the Maniacs are gaining momentum. They're running wilder than they've ever ran because I saw them posing in line outside the studios. I saw them getting ready for Monday Night Raw, and there's a good reason for it. Hulkamania is more powerful, bigger than it's ever been, with the five demands of the training, the prayers, the vitamins, believing in yourself, and believing in Hulk Hogan. We are definitely going to live forever, but you know something, Jimmy Hart? Monday Night Raw mm. has a special meaning for you and me, brother. You better believe it, Hulkster, because you see, this is where it all took yeah. place. Jimmy Hart, I became a Hulkamaniac right here on Monday Night Raw. Now I'm wearing the red, I'm wearing the yellow, I'm saying my prayers, I'm taking my vitamins, baby. I'm a Hulkamaniac, Daddy. Well, you know, we all know that the pythons are the largest arms in the world, but the only thing that's as large as Hulk Hogan's pythons, brother, is Jimmy Hart's heart, brother. That's because he knows what the mania means. That's because he knows what the king of the ring in the main event. Hulk Hogan against Yokozuna. Everybody knows what that means. That means life itself to me and my Hulkamaniacs. You know, I'm tired of going around the country and having the non-believers say, well, was it your lucky day, Hulk Hogan? Maybe it was just a fluke? How come he didn't slam the big man? Well, you know, we're getting it all together for Dayton, Ohio. And with the momentum that I feel right here on Monday Night Raw, with a pump on the pythons, larger than they've ever been, with the shape of the triceps, the deltoids, the pectoral muscles. You know something, Jimmy Hart? Once I sense that big fat wad of sushi up, once I point him in the north, south, east, west direction, and show off the power of Hulkamania, I'll slam him through the mat, brother, and just like everything else that I've said, it's been written and it's been done. So Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon and Macho Man, friend of a kind, listen to me well. He's going down, but this time he's going down for the last time. Whether it's a natural disaster, whether the deck's stacked in my favor, it doesn't matter because the Hulkster lives, the Hulkster breathes, and when you live by the five demandments of Hulk Hogan, what you gonna do when the Hulkster five-time champion destroys you? Sayonara. With those comments from World Wrestling Federation champion, I remind you we are inside three weeks from the King of the Ring. 
from the heart of America, live from Dayton, Ohio. And here's the great news. You can see it all exclusively on pay-per-view cable TV. Call your local cable company right now. We're going to get you back to more Monday Night Raw when we return. You'll see World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, Money Incorporated. Don't go away. for the million dollar man. That's right. But especially all you New Yorkers, you're always got your hand down <laughs> looking for a quick buck. Well, right here tonight, I'm gonna illustrate my point one more time. I got a hundred dollars. Wait a minute. Erwin, what, I what? think you and I need a shoe shine. Hold my headset. Sit we down, Bobby. It's a hundred bucks. I can make a hundred bucks just like that. Who wants to make a hundred bucks? Me, me, me. Now, wait a minute. Teddy, Teddy. I must say that. We've seen Ted DiBiase and Erwin R. Scheister with this before. We Come on down. Yeah, but look, McMahon, all no, 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 suckers. I think they're looking for a sucker oh. is what they're looking but for. But all these suckers right got there. their hands up. Everybody wants Come to on. pick up 100 bucks. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Yes. yes. Come on. It's only 25 bucks a right shoe. Try to humiliate everybody. Don't do it. Let's Come not on. have them get it. No. Let him in here. Again, this is an attempt on the part of Ted DiBiase to Come humiliate on. someone. He can't get nobody. Just Nobody's going to do it. DiBiase and Erwin R. Scheiser just want to show that their oh, money man. can buy anything. Really they spread their money around. Money. They think money is king. Oh, they think money is God. But let's not prove it to him, even if it was. Who cares? Now that little girl's going to shine their shoes. That's There's a young man, I believe. Hit my With a ponytail? Real good. Oh, man, he's shining a dollars. I'm turning my back around. I can't watch. Yeah, heavy on the toe, kid. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, all yeah, I can I'll say is that this young go. man is indeed being humiliated. That's He's right. earning his hundred dollars here on, on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, take it and burn it. Quickest got, hundred bucks okay, you'll ever pick up. Like We've I got said, double dunks. We have a young man a making a hundred dollars. dollar man. There's a hundred dollars. Wait a minute, Ted. Wait a minute. Don't forget, kid. This is hey. earned income. Don't forget about IRS. This is your first lesson. That's right. <laughs> Go over to the uh, here's your $30. $30? The, the deal was $100. Yeah, but Tess, that young hey, man's sit, been ripped off. He's <laughs> been ripped off. He's been humiliated. What would he He's do been with 30 bucks off anyway? Money incorporated. That's disgusting. Oh, man. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Gotta want it. Mike Bell and Tony DeVito look to speak up for the common man in our second match of the night against the WWF Tag Team Champions, Money Incorporated. Money Inc. beat down Bell to start. DeVito tags in and suffers the same fate as his partner while the announcers talk about the eight-man tag at the King of the Ring pay-per-view. 
Heenan wants to congratulate the humanoid who made $30 for minimal work, as the announcers now talk about all of the chaos happening over the past couple of weeks. Money Inc. continues to beat on DeVita, and then IRS uses the write-off clothesline for the win in 3 minutes and 58 seconds. So as a squash match, this went a little bit long, but it was designed to help promote the 8-man tag coming to King of the Ring. I get that you should showcase teams, but couldn't the pay-per-view be better used to have a title defence against the Steiner brothers? After an ad for WWF Mania, which includes a feature match of Owen Hart versus Mr Hughes, we get our third match of the night, as the original Hawaiian punch, Kona Crush, takes on Bobby Who. Heenan talks about everyone gunning for Shawn Michaels, including Crush, and how he feels for Shawn. Crush drops Who with a spin kick to the chest as Vince talks about the two donks we saw tonight. Crush stays in control as the announcers talk about his temper and then he uses the head vice for the win in 3 minutes and 22 seconds. So the main focus for this standard job of squash is talking about Crush's targets of late. At present, Crush won't be getting a pay-per-view payday as he isn't in the tournament. And if there is going to be an IC title match, it's likely going to be Janetti and Michaels in the rematch. Which is a shame really, as Crush has had a couple of decent showings on recent big events. Oh, yeah. Would you please welcome Razor Ramon? Talking about losers. He's not a loser, that was a fluke. That kid never beat him. He got a win, but he never beat him. Last week he lost. Razor Ramon lost one, two. I want to hear what he's got to say now. Oh, let's see what he's got to say, yeah. Boy, he is just dripping with the gold and the machismo. I can smell it in the air. I'm the macho man. He's a loser. I must say that uh, I guess maybe we, we all really couldn't believe our eyes when, when you were humiliated by that youngster that was out here. You, I mean, how did it feel? Laugh it up, McMahon. Silencio. Everybody... Listen to me. That stick man, that little cockroach did not beat Razor Ramon. Please, nobody beats the bad guy. That's right. I'm the main man in the WWF, and you know it, and everybody here knows it. I don't know it. I know it. There's no question that was an upset. There's no question about it, but it proves that at any one time, anyone can be defeated here in the WWF, and it shows up in the record book as a defeat. Uh -huh. Listen, Heenan. One, two, three, there, Chen. Stop it, Savage. Mr. Ramon. They're not doing nothing. They're doing it on their own. You're encouraging these three. humanoids. Okay, okay. Yo, Stickman, I don't even know your name, and I don't care. I am somebody important, Chico. Now, I got a deal for you. Mira, mira, Chico, $2,500. a lot of cash. These people here would sell their mothers for this kind of money. But that shoeshine kid would like to get a hold do, of that. You let a cockroach is calm down Step into the ring with Razor Ramon otra vez. One more time. That's it, man. Wait a minute. 
You're offering, you're offering this young man $2,500 to come back and step into the ring with you? $2,500 for you, Chico. All you gotta do is come down here because Razor Ramon will not have people laughing. Nobody calls Razor Ramon a loser. That's right, you're a loser. All right, well, one other item I'd like to bring up, Mr. Ramon, and that is the King of the Ring Tournament. Everybody knows that in the opening round, the preliminary round, you face the hitman, Bret Hart. Now... Yes, uh -oh, the uh -oh. hitman. We're gonna have uh, it right here. Mr. Ramon, this is gonna lose can two I direct your attention right over Get here? Get him away from me. I don't this want him around me. You this is my Ooh, interview yeah. hitman. This is my interview. See, now this is going to start something. Every place Razor Ramon goes, people are going to be chanting one, two, three, and you're going to make him mad. And I you like don't want to do that. Why, he's going to get beat again and again hey, and again. It happens to the best of us. But you know something? For a guy that's supposed to be getting all psyched up to be the king of the ring, to a guy that should be doing his homework, something that important, the king of the ring, you'd think that Mr. Machismo Razor Ramon would have the wrestling ability to get past one of the bottom guys. Uh-oh. One of the underneath guys. Mm -mm. One of the rookies just beat Mr. Machismo. You know what I think? I think it's gonna be one, two, three in the King of the Ring tournament because you haven't done your homework, big boy. Well, how are you going to defeat the hitman Bret Hart when you couldn't defeat that young man? It could be one, two, three again, all over again, Razor Ramon. We'll be one, back two, with more three, WWF one, action. Two, three, Nobody. One, two, three. One, two, three. with more Monday Night Raw, ready for more action and Bobby the Brain Heenan. What are you doing? I'm watching a Japanese movie. Just want to see if anything else compares to Raw. That's what I want to see. Nothing compares to Monday Night Raw. Let's go back up to the ring. Put that channel. Turn down the volume, Heenan. Hey, wait a minute. C-Spin, give me a break. Nothing's more boring than that. Hey, wait a minute. What? You... You... Got a blowout. Bobby Heenan, wait a minute. Bobby, hold it, hold it, hold it. Don't touch that dial! Hey, that's Johnny Polo, a friend of mine! Get ready, get set, cause here comes Adam Bomb! <laughs> My goodness! This interview segment serves to keep the kid over with the crowd, as well as push one of the first round matches for the King of the Ring, which is nice. You will have also caught WWF's new managerial sensation Johnny Polo hype up his charge, the imposing Adam Bomb, who is in action against the deadly Phil Apollo. Bomb beats down Apollo and hits a back suplex. Vince plugs the USA Wednesday night movie titled Duplicates as Bomb tosses Apollo outside. Bomb beats down Apollo a bit before rolling him back inside where he hits a flying clothesline before using a powerbomb for the win in 2 minutes and 34 seconds. Vince is really losing his touch here, as in previous years you could literally hear him drop his pants around his ankles to jack it over his latest big muscly dude on live TV. 
Of the two matches that Adam Bombers had this week, the Superstars bout is better. I also don't get why the former Scotty Flamingo is relegated to manager duties, as I'm sure I said earlier in this episode, but I'm sure there's a good reason. You're talking about a fighting champion. Here you have Marty Jannetty will defend the title now against Bam Bam Bigelow standing by. Bam Bam Bigelow. And I'm sure, Mr. Uh, Bigelow, you are ready for action, are you not? You know, Vince McMahon, one thing when I came into the WWF and that is ready, I am ready for all kinds of action. Well, I'm, I'm sure you are. Nonetheless, in your corner, Luna Vachon. And uh, in the corner of Marty Jannetty, sensational Sherry. I, that's... That's going to be extraordinary. It's going to be a camp fight on the outside of the ring. What do you think of hey, that? Hey, 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 you listen to me. I'm no dummy. I picked Luna for a reason, and one reason only, and that's to take a Sherry. She got my business one time. She's not going to get in it again. Thank you very much. Bam Bam Bigelow against Marty Jannetty for the Intercontinental title next week right here on Monday Night Raw. I like the idea of Sherry and Luna's feud carrying on by the two of them acting as valets for the IC title match next week, but I want the pair of them to have an actual match. But now we head to my final thoughts. With a few weeks to go, the King of the Ring tournament is all set. We also get the story continuation for the 123 Kid, as well as some decent matches, especially the opening bout, in what has been yet another highly watchable episode of Monday Night Raw. Next week promises to be more of the same, and we're starting to get a few new faces and favourites sprinkled in the mix. I think one of the main reasons is that superstars were starting to get dropped in syndication so Raw will now start getting more of the storyline focus moving forward. But that is only good for my wrestling mental health. We're gonna rock you suckers like this. So the match of the night for this week goes to our final King of the Ring qualifying match. It had everything. Solid action, a good story, respectful use of time, what's not to like? The star of the night is shared between Doink the Clown and Mr. Perfect. Both men saved the best for last in their rematch series and I genuinely could not decide between the two. The highlight of the night is actually seeing some storyline progression week to week, even if performers aren't on TV. The kid is remaining in the viewers' minds. Matches for King of the Ring are getting pushed, Doink finally found out for his cheating ways, everything had its right place. As for the low light of the night, well, I know I'm clutching at straws here, but I was never the biggest fan of Money Inc. Ted DiBiase? Yes. Money Inc? No. Well guys, that's it for another week, and I will see you in seven. But in the meantime, and in between time, Stay beefy, Meat Cider!